0: Episode 105 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Casale.
1: Bring that energy up, Ian. This is episode 105.
0: It is Monday night, May 18th. We are fresh off the Sci Fi Valley Con in the wonderful hamlet of Altoona, Pennsylvania. Our first trip to Altoona hour and a half east of Pittsburgh and we can all say we had an amazing time this weekend it was a really great time
2: thank you Altoona for receiving us cradling us in your your loving bosom and taking care of us letting us suckle on your railroad (laughs) teeth that's what we found out you guys do railroads there in Altoona railroads and sheets sheets Headquarters of Sheets. Big Sheets fans here at the McSaw's
0: Comic Book Podcast. Well, mm. one-third of us might be. So tonight we're gonna recap Sci-Fi Valley Con much different show than the the big Wizard World Philly in the city of Brotherly Love the previous weekend. And we're also gonna we're also gonna talk some Suicide Squad. Some new joker images were released today. So, you know, there's, I guess there's an audio clip floating out there somewhere.
2: Yeah, it's hard to hear. There's an audio clip. There's rumors of Jared Leto responding to somebody and another audio clip, clip out there. So there's a lot of Suicide Squad stuff that happened this morning. So we're, we're on the throbbing pulse of nerd culture. Mm-hmm. We're going to answer all your questions, inform you. That's what we do. But first,
0: we like to do housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. You're here to uh, check out some great podcasting. If you
2: go to mixsauce.com, there are a lot of other things that we have to offer as well. mcsauce.com is the nexus of all mcsauce goodness. You can find our webcomic, our weekly comic book reviews. Our Twitter feeds are also hosted there so you can see the things that we're saying there, and of course, everyone's favorite podcast on MixSauce.com. The podcast you can find in a number of different ways. You can go to iTunes, you can go to Stitcher Radio if you have an Android device and you don't want to <coughs> deal with all the messy Apple business. Go to Stitcher. Com. Podomatic is the host of our current episodes. And Libsyn, Liberated Syndicate, is the host of where you can find the classic episodes of Mixed Sauce. So if you go to McSaucePodcast.Libsyn.com, you can find all of our old episodes there. On all of those different platforms and formats, if you rate and review us, that would be really helpful it builds visibility gets more eyes on our our site it gets more ears on our podcast and we can you can you can help us you can be part of the MixSauce team and build the listenership is listenership an actual word yeah yeah yeah, yeah
1: it is okay yeah, it is as far as i'm concerned paul
2: this weekend In Altoona at Sci-Fi Valley Con, one thing that we were doing to promote the page, we were handing out buttons of different comic book, pop culture, film, stars, and the way that you could get said button, you could pay a dollar, but all the cool kids went on Facebook and they liked our page, that's where we post all the updates on McSauce.com, as well as some other things that I see floating around out there, like the Suicide Squad, stuff that we're going to talk later about. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash sauce M-C-S-O-S-S, you can find all of the updates that we have there. You can join the conversation, you can talk to myself, Dominic, or Matt on the page, and Tell us what you think, tell us what you're feeling. We like to know what you're feeling, we care. for that kind of a podcast.
0: Unless it's more love for Age of Ultron, then just please stop, we've had enough. Yeah, just keep that
2: noise to yourself if if you
0: feel that way. We'll send
2: it, but we'll just ignore it and delete it. (laughs) As I mentioned before, we had a blast at Sci-Fi Valley Con. It was a great time. And part of the reason why we had such a good time was our friends at the Gearbox Union. If you go to GearboxUnion.com, you can check out their podcast, Mandatory Downtime, as well as some of the other things that they're doing there. A big thank you to Lee, Ethan, Ethan. 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 Is he from Ethiopia? (laughs) He's from Children. (laughs) (laughs) Lee, Ethan, Katie, Bethany, and Matt. For being gracious hosts and showing us around Altoona, Pennsylvania, being so cool, hanging out with us, helping promote the Mix Sauce brand, Katie stood at our table and lassoed people over, made them like the Facebook page, and we greatly appreciate that. They were they were really great. They made us feel like Sci-Fi ValleyCon royalty.
0: We thought we were doing somewhat of the hard sell until we saw Katie doing the hard sell and realized we were doing the super soft sell the whole time because she would run after someone and be like, hey, let's do this.
1: She yelled at people, hey, get back here, get back here. And you, you, over there, you. <laughs> and you know what they did? They, they got came back. back.
2: They came back, they pulled their phone out and they liked our Facebook page so a big thanks to all the folks at Gearbox, Gearbox Union. There are a lot of Gearbox people. We I don't know if we've met all of them. There are children we involved.
0: All, we also met Rodney and Dane Allie and Adam uh, They have a variety of cast on their podcast It's, you know It changes weekly um, It's It's an entertaining show. I suggest everyone check it out.
1: It's a a fluid cast, I
2: would say. They were big-time supporters of the McSauce brand. If you like us, please go to their site, check out their podcast, go to their Facebook page, check them out, GearboxUnion.com. Send them that old-fashioned McSauce-lovin'. McLovin'.
0: Nah, copyright. No. We can't well, use that. We're going to get sued now. Allegedly, McLovin. Well, pretty sure Seth Rogen is a McSauce fan.
2: Big McSauce fan. He's going to hear it if Preacher sucks. So.
0: <laughs> oh, boy is he ever. They released the, the still shot of uh, Dominic Cooper as Jesse talking to R's Face. And what looked like R's Face's bedroom I don't remember him ever talking to R's face in his bedroom in the book. I can get past that. I'm not, I'm
2: trying to be open-minded. I want to love this. I am too. I, really I want
0: it. I I want to be able to separate the book from the show and really look at it like The Walking Dead, which are two super different things. But Preacher is in my heart. Walking Dead, it's it's cool. I like it. But Preacher is near and dear to me on
1: a fundamental level. That's exactly the way I feel about the Walking Dead book. And um, to see the bastardization of that book done on TV and Kirkman kind of being fine with it because... Let's face it. He's making a lot of money, and that's all he cares about. Do you so, See, I don't think that's all he cares about. I, I really think artistic integrity goes out the window with Robert Kirkman in favor of the almighty dollar. I really believe that. And I love Kirkman. But I think he got so caught up in the fact that his, he went from lowly c- comic book letter writer to, like, Pop culture, I like
0: in like six months icon
1: in
2: six months. Not only do we have your show, but we have a reaction show after your show. Right. That's it, how popular. The it is. only
1: show to have a reaction show that's legit. And I wanna clarify, I am not criticizing Kirkman as if like I have some kind of superior artistic integrity. If these studios are waving money in front of my fat face and saying, hey, we're going to do this, but we're going to give you a million dollars, I'd be like... you could do So you're going to be ever- cool
2: whenever the rights to the McSauce comic book podcast gets...
0: We, when we sell them and... When, when, they, I don't when know. they
1: cast Sauce as a white dude, I'll be like, I don't oh, care. I'm going to be so care,
0: pissed. That's not going to happen. One of us will be an ethnicity. Ah, Dom will be Indian. Could be. He'll
2: be an Asian girl. Asian I guess, girl.
0: I guess in the grand scheme of things, Dom would be the one to get re-ethnicized. <laughs> but um but by, I, by no means do I think you or me are a Captain America type figure that no one wants to screw with or Bruce Wayne. Right. Right. See, I think from talking with we'll get there. Hang on a second. This is a, this is important information. I think while Robert Kirkman loves that AMC money, from all the stuff I've read from him about the show, it sounds like this is a new creative venture for him. He's interesting in writing for a different format, and he can kind of do things with the show that he wasn't able to do in the book. He can kind of rewrite some stuff, maybe you know, change some, change the way things happen that are more, more of his liking. I think
2: the fact that Chain stuck around for longer, and that was a hit really had something to do with the way that the rest of the series and how Events changed and things like that because Shane was a breakout star I he was my favorite character for
0: I thought you and, and I were just seasons. super villains for Wanting Shane to lead the way and not Rick. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of Shane love over the last so many. because he wasn't
2: wrong I mean he thought his boy was dead. He was taking care of his wife. He fell in love
0: with her and now you're asking me and to pull all going, that stuff back inside? Him going crazy seemed forced to me. I, I, I felt like at some point they were like, Ugh, all right, it's time to get rid of Shane. What do we do? Oh, we'll make him nuts. Do that I crazy wish, shave your head in the mirror scene. Yeah, all I right? wish they
2: wouldn't have made him a bad guy. I think that would have gave more more layers to that dynamic. and But I guess you have to have Rick be the good guy at that point
1: in the show. I don't want this to turn into the... Walking Dead podcast, but um, Paul, I don't really understand your point that Kirkman couldn't do things as the writer. I mean, it was a creator-owned book, and his limitations were only that of his own imagination, whereas the show, there are a lot of people you got to please, there are technical limitations, so I feel like the book isn't limited really in any way.
0: No, it isn't, but I feel, but by the time the show started... The book was so many issues in right but he kind of got a clean slate as an executive producer right. so he had the ability to steer things in a certain way that maybe going back and looking at his old work he wasn't incredibly satisfied with it which and can, that, that's what i mean
1: which i can understand because let's face it when we all look at our older drawings we're kind of like you Paul, I think you like your old stuff, but like me and Ian, were. Kind mine of the three, it months,
0: has mine has the longest shelf life for me.
2: Mine has about a three day shelf
0: life, I don't and even th- at that I don't, point, I don't even think it's that.
1: <laughs> mine, I hate. Mine's dead on arrival. Like I hate it as I'm doing it. I'm like, this fucking sucks, man. <laughs> you hit print, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a flat line. Um, so, uh. See, I think that, that Shane—they kept Shane around because, lot the women that latched onto the show thought he was the sexiest cast member uh, next to um, Daryl, who maybe didn't get that like cult following until Shane was out of the picture.
0: Um, I would I, love, I would love Daryl to smell like what he really smells like in the show and see how many ladies still stick around to get banged yeah, by that sweaty ass dirty
1: dick. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Like I, I think that, yeah, Shane's uh, evil turn in the show was kind of forced, but it was way more natural in the comic book. And it was fast. It was six issues in. Boom. Shane's out of there. We're moving on. The fucking pacing of that book is just vastly different than the show. They just want to move forward, whereas the show is like, No, 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 let's linger for a while. Yeah, the book's
2: like, go, go, go. But I think that the way that Shane was handled in the show, I like that more than I liked it in the book. There are a lot of things that I like better in the book, almost everything. But that is something that I prefer. I wish Shane would have hung around to kind of have um, more of a role in forming that, that uh, close-knit group and taking them to the prison, and then maybe something happens at that point.
1: Different strokes for different folks. That's what uh, Tyrese was for in the book, in my opinion. Um, Shane overstayed his welcome by a season. and uh, In the show. In the show. And it was handled exactly as it should have been in the book, but hey, you like it, most well, people seem to because like because it, and I didn't, didn't. Because we didn't get to know Shane in the book.
0: He's a one note character from yeah. the start and he's gone yeah. right away. Yeah. He's the bad guy that stole Rick's wife and he's out. Yeah. But John Bernthal really gave him a presence. And you know, maybe they should have got a shittier actor to play him.
1: But- no 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 no. No, because because he blended into the Tyrese character as well, sharing that like dual leadership yeah. thing, yeah. and they never really explored Tyrese the way they should have Because Tyrese
0: That's- was a big fat pussy.
1: Tyrese was short He was an emotional dude. Tyrese was shortchanged worse than, like, anyone. And Tyrese was a fucking great character in the comic who had a really cool ending, I thought. Very dramatic. And and all that, just, like, wh- why didn't we do that? The way that they took out Shane in the show was so ridiculous. And, and, and they, like, they're like, no, 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 it's cool. Carl killed him. Spoilers. Carl killed him. But it's like... But no, Pearl killed did. him Carl in. Pearl killed the... the zombie version. Yeah. But it's like they were afraid to let a child kill an adult male. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I get that. This isn't the Walking Dead podcast. I digress. Paul, we did talk to another zombie creator at at uh, the sci fi. Uh, the guy. Altoona. What is it called?
2: Sci fi I... Valley Con in Altoona,
1: the, Pennsylvania. Sci fi
0: valley. The Salt. The Sultan of Segway over here. It was nice, and then you fucked it up. The, the Sci-fi, Sci-Fi Valley Con. Con. Altoona, Pennsylvania.
1: We talked to another zombie writer, one that maybe isn't quite the sellout that Robert Kirkman has proven to be. One that is more artistically... in.
0: Has more artistic integrity. integrity. He has artistic for, integrity. For,
1: um, I think I tried to use the wrong... Uh, <laughs> Integrininism. Integritism. Integritism. He's got more Integritism. Integranimity?
0: That... Integranimity. In- ninity? Is Integrininity? that, Integrininity? Is that for real? Integranimity? No, none of this is real, you moron. But anyway. Integrinosity?
1: <laughs> anyway. Well, oh, I like integrinosity. The author's name is none other than the accomplished writer, Mr. John L. Campbell. Look him up, guys. He's real. He's a real author. He writes a series of horror books zombie apocalypse books called Omega Days. We had the pleasure of sitting directly across from him for three long days at the Sci-Fi Valley Con in lovely Altoona, Pennsylvania. That's one of the really cool things about doing these conventions is that you get your table,
0: you're there for three days, you are surrounded by other vendors, and sometimes you develop relationships with these vendors and it happens fast because right. you're sitting there for three whole days looking across the aisle at these people looking at the same weirdos dressed in bondage costumes going past the same furries sniffing each other's butts all weekend
1: and the, a bond is made over it, it can be It can, sometimes you have hits sometimes you have misses like Elvis Chickenhead next door to just us just Elvis Chicken whatever I'm not friends with him I'm never going to see him again, God willing, and I'm fine with that. Next door to us on the other side, we had the lovely Altoona Public Library representing, giving away, they were kind of competing with us to be honest, free buttons, but then they came by and asked us if we wanted to do a 50-50 raffle. (coughs) did we want to buy a ticket for a 50 50 raffle because we we, we
2: we did we did we what, considered it and how much is usually a 50 50 is
1: it usually a dollar a two dollars a $2? and right when he said it i was like i think i was reaching for my wallet i'm like yeah how much and what did, and, and as did he, he said? Say? as he said oh ten dollars a ticket my wallet went right back into my pocket and i said no, no thank my you my wallet
2: shot directly into my asshole <laughs> Because there was no way I was paying $10 for 50-50. That is 10 years of my 50-50 plan. No
1: offense, but come on. I mean, like, $10 for the public library? Give me a break. That guy Did that guy buy a print from us? Did he like us on Facebook even? He, no. He didn't.
2: But I do believe that John L. Campbell
1: is following some of us john l campbell is following the facebook page i don't believe he's following me on twitter paul is he following you
0: not of this not at this moment
1: we can i'm sure by the next time you check in with the mcsauce comic book podcast we'll have finagled <clears throat> away so, to get john l campbell to be following us on twitter
0: john l campbell professional author legit Author, real author, not some guy that's just you know. Penguin Publishing, certified Um, author. Yeah, John and his wife Linda were across the aisle from us, and you know we we developed that Comic Con bond with them. We were going, we went over there, we talked. They came over to our table, we talked, we shared in con highlights and con lowlights, and. They were some of the most genuine, nicest people I've ever met. I wasn't really sure I was gonna buy one of the books. I was like, yeah, okay. It's a zombie novel, covers look cool. But then I went over and I talked with John and his wife, and holy shit, are they fucking cool people. They were awesome. Super cool, we shared a sense of humor which is of the utmost importance, and I was, I was like, yeah, I'll probably you know, buy one of these books before the weekend's over, but by the time I was done with the conversation, I was like, just give me it out. I'll take it right now. They were cool enough to come
2: over to our table and buy a couple of Ninja Turtle buttons for their son, so that was awesome as well. A little give and take. We buy a book, you buy some buttons like us
1: on facebook we like them on facebook share the love paul i'm the exact same way as you i went over on sunday on the third day after staring at these really cool book covers by the way these omega day book covers let me just tell you something they are really well designed he was he was trying to explain how in the original self-published run of the of the first book omega days which he published and then penguin books Got a hold of it, liked it, and then signed him to, I believe, an eight-book deal, was it? Seven. Seven Seven-book deal. Uh, The fourth of which, I believe, is coming out in the next month or so. September. September. But looking at his original book cover, it was a gray and red motif. It was mainly gray with some red highlights and... uh, Mr. Campbell was explaining to me that he kind of wanted to have that motif run through the entire book series, and he was explaining that to the publisher. And did he tell you this story, Paul?
0: Not about... We talked about the design of each cover and how much input he has,
1: but not specifically about the color scheme. Okay, yeah. He. That's what he wanted to do. Each book, he wanted to have that gray and red thing, so that way it felt like one cohesive set. And... Uh, and he said that the publisher, uh, I believe it's Berkeley. Penguin, Berkeley, I think, is a subsidiary of, of Penguin Publishing, but uh, Berkeley puts these books out. Um, they said, like almost like, little, little boy, you go back to your writing. Let, let the professionals handle the artwork. And what they determined was making every book gray and red, you wouldn't be able to distinguish the new one. So what they did was each book in this series has a has a very dominant color. So the first one is is dominantly red. The next one is blue. The third one's green. It looks like this third one's kind of what gold. like a like a gold kind of amber umber color. Um, so I, I thought those were pretty cool. So we're staring at these books for for three days straight. Finally on the on the third day, God, I feel like I'm. <laughs> he oh, rose from okay. the dead. John Campbell rose, rose from, the from the grave. grave. <laughs> so that's what he, that was. He took the bread and he gave me the book and he <clears throat> said, take this book and read it. This is my As book. As like it's my body? This is my book, which was written for you. Now he, um... He kind of gave me the sales... Not the sales pitch. I, I It was a casual conversation and, and he told me about it. And damn it if he didn't sell me on the book in just casual conversation. Like, I knew it was a zombie thing. And I'm kind of like, what else can you tell me about zombies that I haven't seen between The Walking Dead and Night of the Living Dead 28 Days Later? It's like, okay, I don't think there's any new ground to tread here. But John Campbell, just in talking to him, felt like a good storyteller. And even if it is shit I've already read before or seen before. The way he described it was enough to make me feel like I need to at least try this. I'm fascinated just talking to the guy. What's it going to be like reading his words where he's really trying to, to be entertaining? And so I bought, I bought the first book just like Paul did. Paul, you bought yours on Saturday, correct? Yeah. I bought mine on Sunday. And what was cool about talking with... John L.
0: Campbell was that I didn't get the sales pitch. Like, I went over there talking about, you know, we were talking about weird guys dressed in bondage outfits at the con, not mm-hmm. as a superhero, but just weird, weirdo right, Not just dressed in bondage
2: outfits, but with his children with him. Yeah, and we. That was the part that made me just say, oh no, yeah. I can't deal with this. And we were talking
0: about, we were just talking about the ins and outs of how we got started, the original. Uh, the original books cliffhanger ending that was changed how much input he has now these with a big publisher just like the ins and outs of becoming a legitimate writer with Mm -hmm. a legitimate publisher and um, like that was enough just like listening to him you know tell me tell me those stories It was very genuine it wasn't a sales pitch we saw people in Philly that had a whole pitch other books and uh, this is this and here and this happens and this it's happens it's a mix
1: between Harry Potter and Star Wars and, those are good hooks oh books. I love that those are good hooks because I like both of those things but yeah. then when he described the actual story I think I fell asleep on my feet and yeah
0: <laughs> but, but yeah we didn't you know he didn't even give me a, a, a book pitch or anything but just being a, a very genuine guy yeah It was like a process pitch.
1: Paul, I would like to clarify. I I wouldn't say he gave me a pitch either. It was more like I was kind of asking him, well, what's it about? I think where he sold me was prior to that. He was telling me about some of his upcoming projects that he's going to be working on, one of which is called A Judge from Salem. Uh, And he said, look for it this July, which I was like, holy shit, July. That's only a couple months away. Yeah, it seems like a super quick turnaround. Right? And he explained that it's essentially about a judge that tried some of the witches in Salem and, and sentenced them to death. Um, a couple years go by, and now he's experiencing some weird supernatural shit. So it's kind of like it, kind of a spooky period type of piece. And I was like, Mr. Campbell, that sounds right up my alley. I need to check that out. I can't wait. He wrote it down on a card, and and I think from there he explained that he wanted like he said. He has so many ideas in his head that he, he is, he'll he be writing until like 2072 or something uh, till he can come up with a new idea, but he said he's got this young adult book series in mind that he wants to do. And the thing that really kind of fueled my fire was when he said he has a fantasy series that he wants to do. And, uh, and I said, that sounds awesome. And, and as anybody that listens to the McSauce Comic Book Podcast, Ian, they know that I like a good hero's journey story. And that's exactly what I told John L. Campbell. I said, Mr. Campbell, that sounds great to me because there I love the hero's journey, but there's not a whole lot of good hero's journey. So I am really looking forward to seeing what you do with the hero's journey. And... I almost felt like he kind of took that as like a, all right, kids, sit back. <laughs> I you will be impressed. Like, call, your, I, call your jets, instant fan. Right, um, but it was cool. And then from there we got into talking about Omega Days, and I was like, you know what he said to me? What did he say to you? He said to me, he he said, these books are like crack. They're they're like wow, people love them. What a sales pitch. They are like. You read one, and you just go. And, like, looking at it, you know, it's not, like, this tiny little print. Like, you can just kind of look at it and tell it's a fucking page-turner. Um, it doesn't look like... It's not 8,000 pages like Game of Thrones and all these crazy-ass names. It, this is entertainment. And that's totally my speed. That's always what I
0: want. You're not going to have to sit through the Tolkien-like... List of family history exactly. from the last two thousand years, exactly. or read some bullshit song, right. that's fucking ten pages, right. or refer to a fucking map. Not that I didn't like the Lord of the Rings books, right? But maybe well, next
1: time I read it, I skip about that. Long
0: <laughs> might want to wrap it up,
1: Tolkien. So, uh, so what he said was, I wish that I had the resources to be able to give that first book away because I think. if I do that you will come back for the second one and the third one and the fourth one I was like well
2: but you know what he did he was able to convert somebody that has a voice a podcast and passion to do a great sales pitch for him so if you go to johnlcampbell.com or you go to McSauce on Facebook you can find his link right there on our Facebook page click the link Check out some of his work. Support friends that are supporting us.
1: You know what I did today? Let me tell you one last little John L. Campbell tidbit. This is what I did today. Fuck, you love this guy. I mean, I thought he was really cool, but you you really love I'm stoked guy. about this. This has gone <laughs> to the top of, of my reading list. Yeah, and, me too. And me I, too. I actually already started it. I read a chapter uh, last night. Oh, I read some comics today instead. Pussy. I
2: went to work.
1: What was it last night? I <laughs> went to work last night.
0: I read mine after work today. I didn't have time for that. No, really, I did. So anyway, it's too i So busy drawing comics today. Ah! Oh! In your face, Kenzie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: asshole doesn't listen anyway.
1: Um, He's a fan. He comments so sometimes. Today I went on Audible.com. Uh, uh, what what is it? It's a it's a service of which I am a monthly subscriber.
2: Right. They have, audiobooks, they galore. have audiobooks, galore. Anything that you do you want do you wanna hear the Star Wars trilogy? You can do that. Do you wanna hear maybe a lecture
1: on the French Revolution? Twelve hours of that? You, you can, can hear do it? that. Boring. Well, guess how many credits I had? On audible.com
2: how many credits did you have Matt
1: one credit equals one book download I had left one credit you know what I spent that one credit on today John L Campbell's Omega days so um, even when I can't be home reading this thing I can be listening to it at my regular day job of which Takes no brain power whatsoever.
2: You know what just happened right there? What? Because I don't read books, but I listen to things a lot. And you just sold one more audiobook. So for that, sir, pound. So, no, John L. Campbell. You know, audible audible fist bump. Com.
0: Audible Ian, who else did we meet this weekend?
2: And finally, Scott Markey or Mark Lee from TimeForHugs.com. A webcomic, a fellow webcomic artist. If you go to timeforhugs.com, you can check out all his work. He's a overall great guy, very knowledgeable about the webcomic business. On Friday night, Paul and myself sat down with him, and he was telling us a little bit about the biz that we did not know. Had a really good chat with him there. He asked me to do a commission of his one of his characters, so I, I'm going to go ahead and do that, and we'll keep you updated on the
0: pages and what I come up with for Scott. So yeah, we had a great time talking with Scott. He was friends with Gearbox, and uh, you know there was I don't want to call it net- networking, like it was sort of networking, but you know, it was we just made, hanging out. I yeah, mean, that's was, what we do, right? But yeah, ultimately it was. It was hanging out we made we made some cool friends this weekend and yeah. um as fun as sci-fi valley con was like it was a blast being able to go out have some beers with the folks from gearbox and scott and uh you know some other folks that they knew
1: that are now friends with us really cool weekend yeah, so paul did you have a highlight of the weekend of the three days in altoona oh uh, <clears throat> at the con or not at the con
2: do you have a low light? Because I could tell you, your low light. Uh,
0: the low light was the first five hours of Sunday. Yes. yes and the that, highlight was the uh, last five hours of Saturday. Yeah, that's that's essentially correct. The highlight was going out to the bowling alley, karaoke bar, bar. Four, four Ds in Altoona, PA, with uh, Gearbox and um. Uh, a bevy of uh, friends of uh, the Gearbox Union and Dallas. us. We had a really good time. We had some beers. Had a couple shots. I feel like... Really got f- to know those people. The four
2: Ds are drunk, 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 and drunk. This
0: should be like four Ds and a B for bowling.
1: I had so much fun bowling on Saturday night. <laughs> that was the only one
2: that was bowling on Saturday night.
1: But that didn't matter. I really had a good time. Uh, it, but I, it had a very, like, I liked it. It was like my favorite bowling alley I was ever at, to be perfectly honest if with you. If I lived just, in
2: Altoona, I would hang out at that bowling alley bar all the time. It had I seriously space, would. it had karaoke,
0: it had fun, it's great bartenders, great people. There it was, was a... also an outdoor patio that we didn't experience but was available if we wanted to. It I was had a awesome. Blast.
1: It was absolutely awesome.
0: So
2: again, thank you to to everybody that made our weekend in Altoona so wonderful. We, in the past two weeks in the conventions at Wizard World in Philadelphia and Altoona, Sci-Fi Valley Con, we have doubled our Facebook visibility we now have over 400 likes which at the beginning but for for rabid fans of the podcast that was my goal for this year was to get 400 likes halfway through the not even halfway through the year we've already eclipsed my goal so I'm excited to see
0: we um, donated um, a print and a t-shirt to gearbox unions uh, big charity raffle this weekend and as luck would have it, the print and T-shirt went to Kathleen and Mara, two new fans that oh, nice came shit. over to talk talk yeah. the table. Oh nice Shit! They got those. Yeah, that's really awesome. So it's really nice that our donation to the charity went to two fans that we think will really appreciate getting some sauce products. So they came really back. Cool. They came back to our
2: table and talked to us probably three different times that day. They were super cool. I'm excited that they were able to get the uh, the, the charity yeah. items. Big,
1: big Avengers and Star Wars fans, those oh. two.
2: That's what we like. Well, we like one of those things here.
1: <laughs> Mara, we're sorry. Avengers 2. Yeah.
0: So while we were gone, like I, f- I feel like this, these last two weekends when we were in Philly and then when we were in Altoona, David Ayer was just hammering out Su- suicide squad images and pictures, and even today there was some leaked paparazzi Joker stuff that I didn't really get to see the videos of, because by the time I got there it, Warner Brothers put the hammer down. They were on that shit. Yeah, Crack
2: legal team. Yeah, you um. while you didn't miss very much you, as soon as I saw it pop up, I knew that I needed to at least check it out instantly.
1: Because it wasn't going to have a long shelf life, that's right. No, the
2: paparazzi are more on top of this film than I think any other film. Star Wars has been locked down pretty tight. All the Avengers films have been locked down pretty tight. I've seen more about Suicide Squad than any other film. And you know what it's working in its favor i think i think people are buzzing about it on social media people are talking about it people are excited about it have opinions already and this film isn't due out to no i care. just
1: don't even know what to expect what really it
0: helps is me. landing jared leto 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 leto, leto for the joker because his star has never been brighter so paparazzi. Paparazzi? Pa- uh, why do you keep paparazzi? Calling it paparazzi? What the hell? <laughs> Aren't you our pronunciation guru? So paparazzi is just all over themselves trying to get pictures of this guy. Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah, they're they're nailing it, and it looks like the latest images released today. A little disappointing. Looks like all those tattoos on the initial images from weeks ago are going to be in the movie. I was really hoping Warner Brothers was going to humble themselves, how silly was I, and say, you know what, fans really fucking hate this, and every fan we talked to over the last couple weekends, one of our buttons was a Jared Leto Joker button, and everyone that came by, there was a lot of conversation about it, and every single one said the damage tattoo has to go. A lot of people were okay with the rest of the body art. But everyone said, get rid of the damage tattoo. Warner Brothers said, fuck you. It's all staying. Warner Brothers, we're Warner Brothers, and we like making
2: crappy things. Warner Brothers, in a McSaucian turn, said, fuck the fans. <laughs> and kept it. Now, in the pictures that I saw, you can tell that it's there. It's not as aggressive as that original picture that you see it just jumps out at you in that original original picture it's it's not as aggressive because
0: these are low-res distance paparazzi shots that's
2: true and i mean you get to see his whole you you get to see his hair his, his full face he's not framing it with his hands basically um i wish that it wasn't there but now that i see it the the rage that i had before with that damaged tattoo, it's kind of gone. I'm like that sucks, I wish it wasn't like that, but you know what? Let me take a look at the whole package. Let me take a look at the way his hair looks, the way his face is it looks like Jared Leto lost a lot of weight, and his cheekbones are really distinctive. His nose is really prominent. I'm uh, not that that's a weight loss thing, but it seems like he's a good pick the the outfits that they have him dressed in there are multiple outfits that the paparazzi have taken pictures of him with the jacket on, jacket off. He looks good. I mean, if if you wipe that damaged tattoo off, that's the Joker, man. That's really
1: spot on. Ian, I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Um, I think that his nose is actually quite a petite little thing. Um, <laughs> I don't. What are you guys looking at right now? Because gonna...
0: Newsarama is seriously letting me down. Oh yeah, that, that's it's just Jared Leto's nose.
1: Right, it's it's a small nose. Well, to be honest, I, what I really
0: like is. Well, Hull I didn't say
1: that it,
2: honest. Honest. He looks didn't say really it was. it was augmented, prominent. but I think. You said it, prominent. It is prominent. This this profile picture
1: that looks good.
2: Some prominent cheekbones. The nose. Well, prominent good.
1: cheekbones, but the nose is is. It's, not, it's, it's it's a very little dainty thing.
2: Calm down. <laughs> it's not Adrian Brody, and that's who you want. That's what you're trying to say. I. Well, it's still a good profile
1: yeah I guess um, but okay. the, the nose is not a distinguishing feature uh, on, on him what I noticed was the incredibly bright green hair the incredibly bright, gr- or bright red lips um, you know the black makeup around the eyes I'm trying to determine does this dude I don't think he puts makeup on I think the Joker is white which I like I, I think that's the way it should be. Um, the tattoos...
2: You're saying that this character... Uh, you don't like that he's putting makeup on? No, or? no, no.
1: I'm fine with that. I think that's the way it should be. Okay. But not white makeup. No, no. What I'm saying is he's not... This Joker character is not applying makeup to his...
0: Oh, you think self. that this is
2: like skin bleach or yes, something like yes, that? Okay. Yes, but, yes,
0: But this guy is... Putting on all the black eye stuff and no, the red lips. So. Maybe that's even a tattoo I part or something. Of
1: I, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's just part of the character's look. Um, the, I think if I'm gonna be critical now, I don't really care for his outfit. He's got a, a a clubbing shirt on that's that's unbuttoned to his belly button. I thought he was wearing a tie at first. <laughs> Like a really thick tie, like a Fred Flintstone tie. Yeah. Um, and, and and he's got a gray jacket on, why is that not purple? I don't understand. I think it is purple. Really? It looks well, he has, good. I mean, he has a, well, he, like, I guess he the- He has the purple shirt underneath, so purple it's- Purple shirt, I mean- Gray jacket, uh, but again- it, That's it's nitpicking. Not, no, yeah. it's not, no it's not. Yes, it is. The jo- no, it's not. The Joker wears a suit, a three-piece suit, the vest, the tie, everything. This that's a clubbing shirt. That's a very well, different The piece Joker of attire. also doesn't have a body covered in tattoos. That's true. This How, one does. That's true. He also true. wears shirts for the club. Paul, that's true. However, I expected him to have the suit on covering the tattoos you know 95% of the time, but they gave him the clubbing shirt so you could see the tattoos. I don't want, I don't need that. I do not want that. I didn't sign up for that, Ian. I mean, I like, he's great from the neck up. I, I'm fine with the fucking tattoos. I really am. I feel like if I was making this
0: point, I would be fucking lambasted. I just, I said the same
2: thing that I would say to you. I said he's nitpicking.
1: How am I nitpicking? I explained exactly what's wrong with it. That's fine. If I didn't say you didn't explain it. You're just nitpicking. Because jacket color is a knit and you are picking it. Ah, is that what it is? Um, now, no, I mean Ian, it's, 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 a, it's a, if I show you um, a square and I expect it to be a circle and I say, gee, that, that square doesn't have any round edges to it. Uh, you know, it's not really the way it's supposed to be. That's supposed to be a circle, but it's a square would you call that nitpicking
2: he has the primary colors that you would expect from the Joker. he has a purple shirt that is the look of the joker that looks like the joker it's a it's a take on the joker it's a little bit different it's a choice and it's the choice that we knew that was going that david Ayer was going to take with all of the suicide squad characters it's as much of a departure as deadshot as harley quinn as killer croc so I know we love the Joker. The but Joker this, is, But this Joker fits in that world.
0: Can we focus on the real problem, which is the fucking killer croc? We'll get to that. The
1: Joker the Joker is the iconic character of iconic characters when it comes to villains, right? We're already a little bit like, ugh, those tattoos are a little rough. Which I was fully willing to just whatever because They're gonna be covered. The Joker wears a suit, it's fine. They got the hair right, looks like the face and the lipstick, it's all there. Then we see the clubbing shirt and we see his Lamborghini that he gets out of and all of a sudden like, the Joker is clearly this hip dude that, that's just not really what we expected. There's a lot, this is suddenly not feeling like the Joker except for a few things, the more I think about it. The hair color's right, the face color's right. Um, but, man, have they taken a lot of liberties to make this, like, hip character. I mean, do you remember the Joker driving a Lamborghini, Paul? No, but he always had
0: some stylized car. He,
1: Yeah, he kind of like, did. The
0: Joker is, for as crazy and unpredictable as he is, he's always had a flair for the dramatic. Sure. The most beloved... Joker of the McSauce podcast is the animated series Mark Hamill version, Mm -hmm. who clearly went out of his way to have a Joker-mobile made to get thugs to dress up like clowns to fit his motif. He is a performer. He's always been theatrical. So having a flashy suit and a flashy car doesn't faze me. Hate the tattoos. I'll get over it. But, like, everything else, I'm pretty happy with. Like, right now, if that, if Leto's performance comes together, I, I harbor no idea that he's going to best Mark Hamill. But I easily think I could like him better than he, Heath Ledger and Jack Memphis He's not White. a
2: bad performer. I've seen him in a lot of things that I liked. The, the chances that he does a good Joker are on his side these things that we're having issues with here and there they're very superficial and i don't think that they're going to stand in the way ultimately of me feeling like this is a the joker and b this character fits in this world that they're creating i hope you're right I just don't want to look back on it give it a tough time for him having a fucking silver suit and then this Joker be awesome and be like oh man I was an asshole I was mad about a, a suit in an in open and this is by the way this is one scene something maybe something happened maybe he was buttoned up because I've seen another picture of him it was it was the one that paparazzi took pictures of on his phone where he was looking at a screen cap of himself on the beach and he was in a fully buttoned up white Jacket, and oh, I, cool. I, wasn't like I wasn't all twisted up that it was a. It looked good. It looked like that the Joker. Good.
1: That sounds good.
2: So I mean, like this is just one scene. Who knows what the fuck happened to him? Maybe he got into a dust up at the club,
1: or who at knows what club. happened. I mean, you know, he clearly I'm, went to the club. I'm all on board with I'm that. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> he shirt, went to the club. I'm pretty sure that shirt is fucking shiny. Are you gonna be upset it, when he when Pitbull? Like brings him
2: in, and he's like hanging out with that and fist pumping.
1: It the scene looked cool. Like the performance of Leto, the body language. It was very flamboyant. It was very theatrical, Paul. It he, it was actually it was a little effeminate to be honest with you. The way his body was moving around and his hand movements and everything. I saw a long distance camera phone video.
0: Yeah. Not. I don't think I saw the ones that you watched earlier. But I'd
2: say that the ones that we watch may have been long distance camera. You couldn't really pick up oh, any of Jared Leto's audio. Any of it. You, you can only hear Mario Robbie loud, obnoxious, brooklyn accent so and not even it. you couldn't even hear there what was, she was saying
0: there was no dialogue in the one I now heard. effeminate is that i don't think that's a
2: super big departure from the joker i mean if the joker does some effeminate things i think that kind of fits into what we might uh, different versions. so i'm not like taking it, a yeah, it's an that.
0: observation i think yeah. i think and, that, and i
2: think it's a correct observation
0: i think that allows for his scary nature being able to swing from being effeminate into like super violent well, that's scary, what happens
1: yeah. in the sequence he is acting you know very flamboyant and he snatches the gun out of uh harley quinn's hand right after she ruthlessly murdered a guy that had a tire iron and then he he holds the gun to his head and he's acting crazy and then he backhands harley quinn i mean that's all like Perfect. That's the way that I feel like the Joker should be represented. But the club and shirt Maybe just button a few buttons. Just a couple. Just a couple, Ian.
0: You, sir, are a
1: hater. I'm a hater?
2: I'm not saying that you're hating. I think that after we see this film... You thirsty? Let me get you a hater haterade. Huh? I think that after <laughs> you see this film, you you might not have such a big problem with it. That's all. I think, that's that, that's,
1: I think that that's fair. But we're going on... What we have seen and what we know right now today, as of May the eighteenth, twenty fifteen, and that is not having seen the film. I'm just I'm basing looking the forward to pictures. Suicide, there, Suicide yeah.
0: Squad. I think it's going to be super different. I think it's going to be dark, but it's going to have a little bit of comedy to it because you can't have you can have the Joker and Harley without comedy but like but the jokers dark comedy he's not right. really
2: laugh out loud tony stark right. funny.
0: And, yeah will smith did seven pounds but will smith is so charismatic to not carry floyd lawton's dead shot with a little bit of that swagger and attitude that's who that character is so like knowing what i know about the cast and the tone of the movie it may be the you know Anti superhero movie that I've been looking for. David Ayer, in his
2: his film Fury, was such a.
0: Oh, did
1: you see that?
2: I loved it. I was it was good? Really I want to see it. I didn't know that was him. It's yeah, that's that's him, and it's an ensemble cast. Uh-huh. It handles it handles World War Two in in a really um, a really understated way. It's a real close knit bunch of guys, and you follow them along as they're just cooped up in this tank and their relationships and the, the way that they feel about losing some of their brothers and the last stand that they have against this German assault when their tank breaks down and what they do. And I think that he, he's a perfect director for something like this. Like Paul said, this could be really different. And I'm excited, especially after the films that we've seen in the superhero genre. I think that we can say that we're a little burned out with the same old same. And we we want something different. And I will even put up with a little bit of weird Joker tattoos and strange uh, club t-shirts, club shirts, if I can get something that's like fresh.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't want to go in with a <clears throat> set in stone expectation because I, I think that was part of the problem I had with... Age of Ultron is because I really thought I was getting one thing and I didn't get it right but I think this Suicide Squad could be the bridge between some of the light heartedness of the Marvel movies and the super dark serious Man of Steel It could be like I think this could really set the
1: tone for what DC should really be doing maybe well I mean here's the thing though Paul I have no idea what to expect, and I really don't expect anything. It's just like, it's going to be what it's going to be, and that's fine. And I'm basing all my opinions that I have on what they're showing me so far. And I mean, I realize that I, it, may, it may have come off strong, but that's what we're talking about tonight. It I also, don't have that strong of an opinion at this point. It also
0: helps that I'm not a Suicide Squad fan. Like, I, I never read any Suicide right. Squad books. I never read right. the old... 80 stuff
1: for the new 52 reboot. Right. So I read the new 52 reboot, and uh, it was good for like a lot of the new 52. It was good for about four issues until it started to kind of like lose its focus a bit. I know the characters. I read the old Deadshot
0: miniseries. I've read Deadshot and Secret Six, Killer Crocs all over Batman, Captain Boomerangs all over a ton of Flash books I've read. I know these characters, but as far as what the Secret Six is, I'm, or, sorry, Suicide Squad is, I'm like, eh. But this is all looking pretty cool. The
2: one thing that I can say um, <laughs> that kind of reminds me, of the, the things, the way that he's handling some of this stuff and the visuals of Suicide Squad and some things that are controversial. The thing in Fury, there was one thing that I really didn't like. <laughs> during the tank battle scenes, Wait,
1: is this a spoiler?
2: No, the gunfire from each tank was colored, so the good guys had like red in the bad or blue, and the bad guys had red. It was like a GI Joe battle scene, and that took me out of those. Tank wow, battles that sounds really bad. It was really bad, but so that's a. On the surface, mm-hmm. um, it's, superficial. Aste- it, it's an aesthetic choice that he made that I thought was really bad. Much like the Joker and some of the tattoos and things, so he can misstep, and that did yeah, pull yeah, me but out. But all the other dude, it jumps out. It's crazy looking when you watch it, Matt. Yeah, it's, it. Crazy well, yeah, it's crazy, crazy looking. that's crazy
0: because gunfire doesn't look like that, and that's a that's a real world world that that movie takes place. Right. In. Yes. Like, this is the DC universe, any fucking shit. Well, I mean, I'm
2: just saying it's an, a, a controversial aesthetic choice, much like the Joker.
0: That's a dumb choice.
2: Oh, it's super crazy.
0: Much like the Joker? Hey, if, if he's in this um, EDM, whatever, he's going to go get his, his club on and, <laughs> and Gotham, yeah, go for it. Go nuts. I'll probably, you know grind up on some girl and then kill her. (laughs) Or some dude. Maybe. Don't want to be sexist on the McSauce podcast. That's not what we do.
1: So, overall, I think this is going to be a pretty cool movie because it's going to be different. Just like Guardians of the Galaxy was really cool because it was different. You know, we are, like, we're so oversaturated with superhero shit. You need new shit to to break the mold. Now, there is one thing that... uh, I should have brought this up before because that was going to be my closing statement about this movie. But the it can hair, still be. The hair, the lips, the face, everything, very, very, very vibrant. Very brightly colored. But these are all production, not even production photos. These are just real photos. What is the overall aesthetic going to be for this movie? Well, is it going to be dark? and? It's not all
0: production photos. The big group shot was a an official Warner Brothers released shot. I, mean, I think
2: Matt's talking just about the Joker. All
0: these Joker images?
1: Specifically the Joker.
0: Yeah, but even that big Suicide Squad team shot, was it wasn't desaturated like a Zack
1: Snyder product. It wasn't, but a lot of the time those production photos don't retain the finished uh, filtering that the actual film has. You know a lot, like the the biggest offender ever. Do you remember the the first production photo of Thomas Jane as the Punisher? His hair wasn't even dyed yet; it was still like blonde. And every and he hadn't clearly he hadn't started working out yet. Oh, and you're just no. like, oh, that's the Punisher. Oh my, he looked semi retarded. So like, take everything that we are saying here with a major grain of salt. You know, you looking it up right now. I'm trying to
2: find it. I can't find it though. I don't know that I'm surprised that I don't know I don't think,
0: this picture. No, no, I don't know the way DC's really putting the hammer down. I don't they don't have a Kevin Feige like Marvel does. They don't have one big overseer. So I don't think someone's gonna step into David Ayer's production and say, Hey, you need to take all the color out of this like Zack Snyder did. I think everything's gonna be a little bit more colorful mm-hmm. I think the pictures these leaked pictures of the Joker we're seeing are gonna be sort of bright like this I think that'll I think well I would like that to be the choice they make That to leave it a little more brighter so in this gritty world joker is so fucking crazy yeah he just stands out like a sore thumb
2: because if you look at the the group shot everybody's dressed in trench coats and military gear but harley quinn pops out she looks pretty bright in comparison to everybody else so the joker in contrast to all these people should be a sore thumb of just insanity so hopefully that is the choice that they make but i'm man i'm all of this paparazzi stuff I feel like DC's kind of or Warner is kind of just allowing it to happen it seems really
0: well, to fo- they have it, it seems fortunate look,
1: look they do a lot of filming on location clearly they did with the Dark Knight movie and then the Dark Knight Rises remember all the, the leaked videos that were showing up online from when they were filming in Pittsburgh of Batman fighting Bane on the steps of the Carnegie Museum or whatever um,
2: that was me taking this.
1: Was that, that was, you? That was me. And then you saw the tumblers driving through downtown Pittsburgh in the middle of August, and they had the fake snow, and everyone's taking pictures from their office buildings. Man, I still can't watch that
2: movie and watch the snow come down and, and take myself out of I know that it was 90 degrees that day. I can't watch it and not think that it's the the middle of summer. I'm the exact same way.
1: I'm the exact same way. Because, you know what? They didn't do a fantastic job because you see some shrubbery, Mm -hmm. things that shouldn't have leaves have leaves. Like, I feel like they kind of...
2: They should have just left it. I mean, I'm. I guess there were some points that they needed. They should have Story shot wise, it. Story wise, they the should winter. have rewrote some. Yeah, they should have shot it in the winter.
1: Or or not ha- set it in the winter. Why or do a better job of masking it?
2: Why use Pittsburgh if you're not going to use the winter? Right? That's what we do around here. But they I remember were
1: hot days, man.
2: I remember walking. We were going to a pirate game and walking past the the bat cycle. And me having a nerd orgasm right there in front yeah. of him was amazing.
1: But, um... So
0: anyway, Paul, you want to talk about Killer Croc? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not incredibly happy with the leaked image of Killer Croc, mainly because I want Killer Croc to be like he usually is. In comics and the animated series, I want him to be a fully CG-rendered character because that's how it has to be he's a giant fucking crocodile he is not a guy with a skin condition and it as soon as i see that image it reminds me of the broken city brian azarello story okay where killer croc's a pimp with a skin condition yep are you fucking kidding me?
1: It reminds me of that show Capes or whatever that was on. Oh, the like, cape. The
2: cape was the cape terrible.
1: And there was a character that had, like, scaly skin. That He kind of looks like that, doesn't he? Yeah, I, like... I it, get, or a little Michael Chiklis, like, uh... Thing in the rubber it suit. It at
2: least should be like uh, somebody on stilts in a rubber suit or something like that. He should be. Like he should be he should really be big. Fucking gigantic. Like this bouncer that's behind him is taller than him. I'm not scared.
0: Yeah, I'm not worried.
2: But that's the thing about this Suicide Squad stuff. There are things that we really like and things that we really don't like. So but it's going to be interesting to see him. At
0: the same time, I'm not totally out on this. Like, this doesn't... I'm totally in, yeah, but this, there are still things I'm like, yeah, I wish it was different. This movie. Like, yeah. I'm ready to see this trailer. Let's get enough shit together and release something. Like, I want to get a real sense of what the tone of this movie is going to be, how it's really going to look, because so far, I kind of really like everything I'm seeing.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, as of right now, this is a, uh, opening weekend uh, trip to the cinemas for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a off Field field Trip. trip. Um, Not every superhero movie is.
2: I don't think that Ant-Man's going to be a off Field Trip.
1: It it likely won't be. No, I would say not. Not, at least not opening weekend. Not necessarily. Maybe if
2: we're... I I feel like it's going to be in the... It's close to our busy season. If it
1: opens and we're all free that weekend. Yeah, but we're
2: not going to make a point like we did with Avengers or... We we did with Guardians last year, or Captain America, or Spider Man. Spider Man. I didn't go for Spider Man's. So but but
1: Suicide Squad, yes it yeah. is. Um, when does Suicide Squad come out? That's a good question. I'm That's 2016, right? Sure. It's
2: uh, It's after uh, Man of Steel. Batman, Batman, v, Superman Batman v Superman is Superman?
1: before. That's gonna be the the first one. That's in. Is that March? Did they push that well, to March or? Yeah, April? March 2016. March? Okay. So it's uh, what about ten months away? I'm really
2: excited for all these DC films. I think that we're gonna get I, something totally
0: different. Suicide, Suicide Squad is August fifth.
1: I'm excited for the you know Batman v Superman, but but if Batman v Superman ends up sucking, I'll probably lose my my excitement for all of them. Oh boy! so
2: much is hinging on it. It
1: is. Think about it. That is the flagship. This is the one that is gonna. Firmly establish itself as DC's stake in the superhero genre, like summer movie blockbuster um, thing. Thing, and if it if it blows, then like if they can't get that one right, if you can't make a movie with Superman and Batman work, then fuck! Like, come on.
2: Well, I we saw something this weekend that worried me. I saw. A rumor that Doomsday was going to be the muscle in this film. Doesn't it feel Suicide like. Suicide Squad? No, in Batman v Superman.
0: Yeah, I saw some headline, I didn't check it
2: out. Uh, to me, it feels like they are just pumping this movie full of everything that they possibly can, and that feels like a mistake. A movie with Batman and Superman. That's all you need. You don't need Wonder
1: Woman. You don't even need Lex Luthor in that movie. Luthor, Alfred. There's Aquaman in it, I yes. think.
2: I think he is. I mean, Doomsday. Holy crap! You don't need all of that it, stuff. Just pare it down, and it they're just almost, pumping there's everybody so in. Much
1: it. That it almost feels like you know what? Don't call it Batman. It Be Superman. This is. Just call
2: it Justice League.
1: This is, or just call it Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. Done. But anyway,
2: I'm still excited, but it worries me that they keep. They keep talking about other things,
0: so we'll see. We'll see in March. Yeah, still, as of right now, pretty excited. We'd like to thank everyone who met us the last two weekends in Philadelphia and in Altoona. If this is your first episode you're listening to, we hope you liked it. We thank you for liking our Facebook page, coming back to the podcast, giving it a download, giving it a listen. We had a blast. In Philly and Altoona, uh, we're tired. We're ready to take long naps, but man, do we have a great time these last couple weekends! So, thanks to everyone who has supported Mix Sauce. Um, you have our eternal gratitude, or at least our gratitude until you dislike our Facebook page. But you won't. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying that. But
2: you won't do that because you're going to go there. You're going to see all the fun times that we're having. We're updating you with things. We're giving you free webcomics and podcasts. And you like free,
0: and we do free. Better than, than anyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're free masters.
2: If you go and you type in free masters,
0: I don't know what's going to come up. So don't let's, do that. Actually, let's see what comes up. Just don't type in armpit sucks. Something like that.
1: Freemasters.com. Is that even a website? That's the totally
0: no right. it's not. .com. We're gonna Let's,
1: get that. Yeah.
2: We will be Let's get that URL. Just like the Masters of the Universe. We are the Masters of the Free.
0: Oh that's gonna do it for tonight. My name's Paul McGinty.
2: Ian Sharpley.
0: Matt Cassell. We'll see you next time.
2: I want the Midnight Suns, man. I want all that stuff. Who the fuck are the Midnight Suns, you Marvel dork?